Yeah, yeah. Way to wait way to show up literally after I say this okay, is well, we'll the wrap. best present I could have had today. I love yeah. it. This is this is phenomenal, Leo. So we like, just talked about Fantastic Four. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Kids, it's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token with... My God, man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dork Eating Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of dirty goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Hey everybody, this is Powerful Brandon here, and you are listening to Comics Paradox, the podcast in which we talk about, discuss all things from the Omniverse, that's what-ifs, elseworlds, all kinds of alternate reality tales and takes on characters that you may already be familiar with. Uh, Joining me as ever, we have Mr. Justin Cooper. Say hi, Justin. Hey, hey! (laughs) Hey, hey, kids! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I could pull a better cartoon out of my hey hey. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, this um this week uh, on on Comics Paradox, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, an issue of What If from Volume Two of the series. Uh, it's number seven, and this is one that I know Justin has been super excited oh, about yeah. talking about for uh, for a bit. Uh, you want to tell everybody what what issue we're talking about today, Justin? What if Wolverine was an agent of Shield? indubitably and uh yeah it's a fantastic cover um it's it's rob liefeld he uh oh man like one pouch one one pouch one holster and two belts for some reason (laughs) uh and and from the waist up so he didn't have to worry about he didn't have to worry about feet whatsoever what a what a fantastic deal that was for him and he's um, got his own style for the claws too. Like, like we're we're looking at a layout that uh, Leo had on, and you've got like the John Byrne claws, which look like they're sort of like rounded and such. But these are different. They're like this is like a a, a steak knife almost, you know, coming out. Oh yeah, I know. It's 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 interesting to say the least bit. Um, but yeah, so we we. 
I actually always really like the that particular design of the claw. Um, you know, I do, I do too. Yeah, it's, it's got that angled blade. Uh, they they definitely went that way with the live action version of of Wolverine. Uh, I never enjoyed that like weird roundy rounded pointy thing that they did for a while. I, I feel like that makes the most sense medically. You know, like uh, to something that'll actually stick in your arm and not like, you know, someone hits your arm and like you get cut with an adamantium snake knife. So <laughs> I, I feel like that's the the difference, you know, like, oh, that one makes more sense. But yeah. these are just really cool to look at. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, too, is like, you know, it's been so long since I've I've visited any even traditional X-Men comic book or anything like that. but. uh it's one of those things like, you know, we're getting closer and closer to a far more comic accurate, real, you know, live action representation of Wolverine. And um, I honestly have to say, I kind of hope that when the MCU brings Wolverine in proper, that they put the separators in on his uh, on his hands. Mm -hmm. I would love to see that. Uh, it, it makes sense to me. Like, you know, it's a cool effect that we were given in the very first X-Men movie where we saw like the blade like coming out through the skin, even though it was like completely bloodless, which when on the face of things would not make sense. Um, but I feel like that would actually be the reasoning for putting in the the when I say separators gang, I mean the little nubs, the metal nubs that were put in between Wolverine's knuckles to keep those spaces open so the claws could come out without wounding him uh it's it's not even a thing i realized made sense until i saw the movie because it was always just like i always took it for a given as a kid like oh he has he has those little nubby things there whatever uh and it wasn't until i saw hugh jackman like pull you know push that middle claw out and threaten somebody with it i was like oh my god like that would hurt so effing much. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, a, absolutely. A, you know, and I just, but looking at it, like Rob Liefeld does such a good job with this cover. I'm like, man, those just, they look cool and they actually are practical. I would, I just hope we see that come into play, especially because with the MCU, like that is a great way to, to have sort of the same idea, but literally show a, a solid reason for why it would be bloodless every single time he used his claws. Because they do, they do strive for a little bit more realism with some of that stuff. You know, they do try to do the whole Marvel, the world right outside your window thing with with all that. So, you know, I I I I just hope we see it. That's and you know me, Justin. Like I'm oh, not yeah. like the I'm not the biggest Wolverine guy. So if I'm saying like, oh, I hope we see this Wolverine, like it's clearly something that I've geeked out about, which uh, is uncommon for that character. <laughs> I I love this artwork and I love. Like when you see Rob Liefeld do Wolverine, like now it's all in the mask and like super like exaggerated and stuff. And it, it still looks cool, but it's like this guy is dirty and and just like fuzzy everywhere. There's hair everywhere. And it's like like, yeah, this is a feral person. You know, if you go back to that first page and you see like like what he does, like this is a great version of the character where he's got kind of like that nose and the snarl and he's got like some distinctive eyebrows. He's just as iconic with his mask off with the mask on in this yep. Liefeld artwork. You know, in, in 
that's the thing too is like you know once again we're we're getting closer and closer where we're trying to find you know real world comparisons to to some of the stuff we're seeing i think they've done a fairly good job with like bringing mark ruffalo's um adaptation and depiction of the hulk and how they've how they've brought that forward to looking as close to the complex as we can get and that's discounting the professor hulk which i have no real problem with um i still think personally that the ed norton hulk was the best looking hulk that they've that they've made um hugh jackman coming up in deadpool right now the way we see him mm -hmm. is the closest we've gotten to this wolverine oh yeah yeah for sure you know and i can see looking at this right here like the 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 cover and this I, even though i know some people might be like i don't know what but bulked up when you look at at you know his size and his hairiness and everything i can see why a lot of people are saying like oh daniel radcliffe would probably be a good pick oh interesting like, yeah yeah i can see it because he is a small hairy dude and he is a good actor he's a great actor oh, yeah. Um, like yeah it would be like far beyond worthy yeah know. I, I I can totally see him bulking up and being this this guy. I, you know, just he, he would just need to work hard on the voice. Um, but oh man, like to be able to jump in and just play around with some of these visuals too that Rob Liefeld, you know, he got it, he got a chance to jump in and and do a quick sketch of Wolverine, the Incredible Hulk, and Wendigo. Like what, what what how much fun was this to be able to I can to... only imagine and it's just like like if you look at this this is an amazing picture of the hulk like you you could just like take all the rest of this out and be like holy shit that's awesome yeah and and, and look at the team dude like look at this image team you got jim valentino who is is currently the I the uh, editor in chief of image comics known for shadowhawk right rob liefeld obviously image comics scott williams who is the uh inker forever for jim lee so it's like that alone. That's that's like image. This is essentially an image book, you know. And this was and it was and it was all it was all done under the the stewardship of Tom DeFalco. Yeah, like this is you know it's 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 nuck and futz. Like this this was like a powerhouse team. It was a super group before anybody realized this was a super group. Yeah, you yeah. know. And uh, I also like to point out this is something I noticed whilst reading it. Um, as much crap as we love to give Rob Liefeld. Uh, he does an amazing job with the feet. Yeah, no, it, that was not lost on me when I saw the Hulk's feet. I'm like, dude, these look amazing. You know, it, even Wolverine, all even Wolverine in his boots. Yeah, you know, like, and and here's the thing: a lot of people like to give Rob Liefeld crap for the feet. I'm myself included. Like, we all joke about it. Yeah, it's mim exactly. it's mimetic at this point. Um, but what a lot of people I think tend to gloss over is, especially in the '90s, like when all this was going down. Jim Lee is guilty of it as well. The hoof style was a thing. It, it absolutely was a thing, the hoof style. Mm -hmm. uh, but this goes to show you right here with the Hulk and Wendigo being barefooted creatures and Wolverine jumping around between the two of them, how he was able to do both of those styles with ease and, and he excelled at them. I mean, the, the, that left foot, that the Hulk is bearing back on, that's probably the most detailed foot shot I've seen 
for the Hulk in quite some time. And I'm yeah. not like I'm not yeah, I'm, back to like I'm the not, Saul Bashima era. Yeah, I'm Bishima. not I'm not Quentin Tarantinoing this up, by the way. I'm not like some <laughs> weird fetish guy. It's maybe, just, maybe a little, but <laughs> when it when it comes to when it comes to Rob Liefeld, it's just it's worth mentioning. That's that's the big thing. No, I, um, I agree. Yeah, and and you look at it. This is like an iconic. I I've, I've been geeking out about this whole thing too. You know, whoever owns this and has this on their wall is a lucky friggin' person because this is oh, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, it's it's great. Um, and the whole thing here is, you know, Wolverine was um, what was it? He was he was called in by the Canadian government to try to quell this whole thing between the Hulk and Wendigo, and uh, he was like he was there to intercept them. And after that, um, what was it? He, he was, uh, he was called by professor X to join X-Men. Um, but in this story, it's, uh, instead of, uh, professor X, like getting a, getting a hold of, of Logan, it's, uh, it's shield and they're sort of conscripting him, uh, into service to help them out. Uh, via cooperation between the United States and Canadian governments. And, uh, you know, Wolverine just doesn't take too kindly to being, quote, on loan. And, uh, you know, we got we, we got Fury coming out of a helicopter, just, you know, of course, a, a, a lit cigar clamped between his teeth, uh, looking looking very funny enough, looking like a a very, very uh, quaffed, five o'clock shadow less bearded sideburn version of of uh hugh jackman if he were to play <laughs> nick fury like i mean it, it is frank, funny how similar like the two look in a lot of points you're like like the cover could have easily been nick fury but it was wolverine yeah yeah exactly uh but it's funny too because like when you see the the height discrepancy between the two characters here it's like yeah like oh that. yeah maybe maybe hugh jackman would have been a good pick for nick fury <laughs> like it, it it does work it really does like i would be interested to see him be nick fury for halloween <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's fun um and you know they get they get him up on the the helicarrier and um we we see that he's introduced to dum dum dugan and uh natasha romanoff the black widow uh, of course the former soviet the uh, sexy lamp of the issue yes yes the she has zero the, agency by the way yeah, i just want to say the, that the, the leg lamp of the issue that's yeah. that's what we should start calling it yeah. the leg lamp of the issue <laughs> yeah. she, oh fragile must be italian and, and uh, i i love her as a character in this i just want to say but it's like this is not a uh a like a female character forward book. It is like pure, like no. masculine energy. And like yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is, that is something that uh, I, I genuinely have noticed uh, when we cover stuff. That's oh, it's certainly much earlier on is yeah. the uh, rampant, uh, r- rampant lack of agency for a lot of the female characters. They exist solely uh, to be there for the the male protagonist, and that that is that. Uh, and when there's no male protagonist uh, in the panel, it, there's not a single fucking moment that would pass a Bechdel test. Uh, I'm good, man. <laughs> like, I can't wait till we cover more of like the MC2 stuff, and we can actually like 
dive into spider girl a little bit more because that was uh, a she fun w- episode yeah yeah and she had an entire series dedicated to her when they did the marvel comics 2 line uh and she rocks uh but you know we don't we don't get a whole lot of that for a very long time in a lot of these comic books and it sucks do you do uh, you hear wolverine talk in the cal dodd voice you know it's like how you doing squirt at least they ain't fat you know, it's like, oh, yeah, is, is yeah. how you hear him 100 <laughs> percent. At least I ain't fat. What, what do you think about it, bub? Yeah, I 100 percent. Um, I uh, I almost I, by the way, uh, when I was at Rhode Island, Rhode Island Comic Con, I almost uh, walked straight into uh, the guy that did Beast's voice. Oh, George Butts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumped, I was like bumped into him, uh, coming like, off the elevator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, no problem and i was like oh my god i think that was beast (laughs) yeah we that that is that was my son's favorite character so he was gobsmacked when he met him like couldn't even that's so cool yeah it was just like it was one of those moments in life where i'm like i am so glad i was here to see this yeah yeah, it was so it was so cool um to see him too i you know the funny thing is i had never really seen him uh other than in the movie x-men and i don't know if a lot of people realize this but he's the truck driver who uh who picks up Rogue and drops her off uh, when she gets off at the the? I didn't realize stop. that. Wow, yep, that, that's uh, that's uh, that's him. This is Lawson uh, City. <laughs> <laughs> that is this is Lawson City. Yeah, uh, that's that's him. Um, and I've known that for a very very long time. And uh, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> He's and, like that's all I've been looking for. <laughs> just 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 thank you thank you for the acknowledgement uh but Ah, validation he's he's been um yeah he's a lot older now and i didn't realize he you know he's he's walking around with a cane and what what have you which is part of the reason why i was like oh my god i'm so sorry um yeah my my wife bumped into sean gunn and he's like oh sorry (laughs) dude it is it is so crazy to me how much sean gunn looks like my cousin steve (laughs) You're like, I know you. He's like, yeah, you seen movies? And you're like, no, no, it's like, you know. I always do the Sean Gunn with the Craglin with the mouthpiece. That's that's why he's got the, the, the muscle, you know. Oh, yeah, that's my yeah. Sean Gunn. Yeah. Sure thing, no, no, I, I completely understand. Um, yeah, no, he, uh, <laughs> every single time I say, which which makes sense because my, my cousin Steve uh, is also a tall um irish slash uh like german uh like individual who's you know like that whole side of my family is just a, a bunch of bunch of skinny mix um but uh yeah every every kind of like the same bug eye cleft chin thing yeah i was thinking around. i'm like does he have bug eyes <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to say it but you know <laughs> no i mean that's 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 that side of my family that i mean like my my uncle my uncle bobby's kids uh not all of them uh but like steve and my steve and, and my cousin bobby especially like they have the and the, and the thing is they we all have the same the same blue eyes so it's like so it's, it's really no, prominent okay. it's really noticeable uh and i used to think that like I used to think that I or my father kind of looked like my grandfather who I never met. And then I, you know, I really looked at photos of my grandfather and my cousin, Steve. And I'm like, Oh no, I was way off, <laughs> way, way off. 
Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast for you um but yeah so anyway regardless of that <laughs> uh we 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 have uh we have wolverine here and you know nick nick fury's explained to him like oh we need you because uh there's this whole thing with life model decoys and we don't know who's who anymore they we they've infiltrated like all lines of of defense that we have on the field and, and here in, in quarters. And, uh, you know, that's when he introduces them to, to Dum Dum Dugan and, and Black Widow. And uh, Wolverine is just like, oh, yeah, well, sure, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that's the next thing we know, we just see. And I love the automatopoeia, splice. And he just <laughs> cuts right down the middle of, of Dum Dum Dugan. And, uh, of course, you know, Nick Fury is like, what the f- no my best buddy and that's when he sees all the all the wires and junk popping out of dum-dum's uh stomach and and mouth and what have you and it turns out he was a life model decoy uh turns out they need wolverine to detect because nothing else that they have any scans or anything like that actually work uh but wolverine can literally sniff them out uh and so you know he he becomes their own, their own personal little slicing, dicing, life model, life model decoy checking out machine. It it is cool to see him working with Black Widow because this was around the the time that uh there was that Captain America Black Widow and Wolverine cover, and I forget what it's, it's in the three hundreds. I forget like what what number it is, but like that yeah. iconic Jim Lee cover. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's like oh yeah, like I totally buy these these two working together. And they do work well together. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It is it is interesting too. Um, you know, we we just passed through uh, Halloween uh, not too long ago, and uh, because of that, there were uh, you know a lot of different types of types of horror esque type movies playing, and uh, we read this, and at the same time, there were some Resident Evil movies playing. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, um, whilst reading this and having that kind of like play in the background, like just throwing on like sci-fi channel or whatever for a few minutes, I was really struck by how much uh, Mila Jovovich really does fit the mold of Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it, and it strikes me. It, I, I feel like I was kind of like cursing those movies for a number of reasons, but <laughs> primarily at that moment in time. I was like, oh shit, man! Like, if they hadn't been making these movies, there might have been a, a stronger chance that Mila Jovovich 
ended up being cast as Natal as Natasha. I was going to say Natalia, Natasha um, for the MCU. I mean, she already speaks like three or four different languages and is from Ukraine. <laughs> it, it it just really would have lent itself, and, and also she's built the way that uh, that Black Widow should be built. Like she's life, you know. She's like built like a, a ballet dancer, um, and she's got those like piercing blue eyes, which I feel like that that's like one of those things that I feel like with the Black Widow, especially like she would just look at you and and you would feel like oh fuck like. Am I standing in front of a human lie detector test? Because that's that's what this feels like right now, and I'm not comfortable. <laughs> you know? Like, what spectrum are you looking at right now? Yes, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, that that feels right. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I, it's so cool to see Black Widow and Wolverine like go sneaking through the shadows and just getting ready to take out people left and right, and uh, and that's like literally what they do. They just go in and and just lay waste to everybody in this compound and, and they don't even talk like that's that's the funny thing about it they're like no battle cry escapes their list they know what they have to do and they trust each other to do their jobs and i'm like that's kind of cool like like that's a little bit of like okay i've got trust for this character maybe she's not a sexy lamp but i mean she says like three words and one of them's about like oh this hair you know and he's like oh i, I can help you uh, cut your hair and she had like the beehive from the 60s at this point yeah well i mean there is something to that i mean like they get rid of the hair and, yeah. and you know make it more functional than than quote sexy yeah uh, and i i mean it, it it does make sense you know especially for wolverine like yeah i don't really care how you look uh, is this gonna make you uh, like a better fighter and partner by my side when we're going out in the field <laughs> let me take care of this for you the only I mean, real problem I have is like on this next one because it's like you're you're exactly right about the functionality. It's the same haircut they give as uh Madam Hydra or Madam Viper or is this Viper or Madam Hydra? I forget which one it is. Uh, I think that's Viper. Viper. Okay, so like Viper has the same haircut as Black Widow. So with the coloring and all that, sometimes you're like, oh, this is confusing. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you know what? I think that is Madam Hydra. I think you're right. That is Madam Hydra. They're so they're so nebulous. Sometimes you're like, I know, oh, I, know. I don't. Well, really it's know it's tricky. Who's it's tricky too when she's got like the the green hair, the green lipstick. She's in green friggin' light, wearing a green yep. suit. Like, oh my god, we get it. You're in Hydra. God, I get it. Cut one off, another one grows in its place. And I mean, she um, she looks like like if you just like flesh out the colors and, and like put it like black and white or, or like sepia tone or something like that it's like yeah that could easily be black widow <laughs> you know i think the only thing that's going to separate it out is her eyebrows and the uh maybe the shoulders are exposed for her yeah yeah exactly the style of of onesie that they're wearing <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like uh, how do they pee brandon with great difficulty <laughs> i imagine yeah uh but yeah nick fury uh Black Widow and Wolverine are just going ham, and uh, Madam Hydra's just like, "Oh, you know this, this sucks." Hey, Baron, why don't you go? Uh, why don't you go take care of some of that shit over that way? And he's like, "Yeah, I think I will, Fraulein." Ha ha ha! And he's like, "Oh, what are you going to do now? I am Baron Strucker with my Satan Claw, and I'm going to destroy your chubby redheaded friend, Dum Dum Zadugan." Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so funny it's like oh no the one thing i could not have predicted 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh wow, Baron Stricker with his with his Satan claw. Whoa, that's great like great panel. Like that's you have to. Oh say yeah, that. yeah. It, it it does look great. It really does. Um, like looks looks he looks half dead to me already, bub. <laughs> like you know, and then and then Wolverine just literally growls and jumps at him, and uh. Chops off a Satan claw. I'm like, oh no, no, not that one. It's my me time hand. Oh no. <laughs> How will I need? <laughs> oh man, this is really going to make eating hard boiled eggs very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was, that, was, was I the only one that thought of that immediately? All right. Well, that's just that's the my kind kitten of... petting hand. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of fat guy I am. And uh, no, my. My my hard boiled egg eating hand. Stop! No. Oh, Back boy. to pickled eggs for me. <laughs> I'm going to have to sharpen one kind of a fork now. This is terrible. <laughs> oh boy, this this is how I'm going to cut my steak. <laughs> what? And, and if you if you notice too, like um, back when uh, he had uh, taken out the LMD of Dum Dum Duggan, there's no blood here. You know when he cuts off the Satan claw, so it's like that'll that'll come into play a little bit further down, but nobody notices, and Wolverine yeah. doesn't say anything. You're like, not okay, it looks like this could potentially be an LMD and not Baron uh, Strucker, but you know who who knows? Yes, taste the fury of my mechanical stab fury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, how did he? lose this exchange you know were they literally just like running at each other and nobody punched look at how fast we are moving at each other the blur lines coming from our heads and our faces and our shoulders and here i'll hit you with my stump and fist take yeah, that this, you want you want to get little gonzo you know because it's like fury's like oh i gotta take him down like even the wolverine just cut off his like a uh, major weapon or something like that like and he's just owning fury and like zapping him with like this electrical you know junk that was off side of his hand yeah. you know yeah. and mean, meanwhile me, meanwhile as this is happening and he's just zapping the shit out of fury we got we got shield agents showing up wearing all yellow armor yeah, it's ugly armor. as hell like uh what is this shield as funded by aim uh, like it's very strange looking uh aim is advanced idea mechanics for anybody out there who's a little confused there they're another criminal organization uh like very conspiratorial world Re worldwide organization just like hydra um which they're known for looking like a bunch of beekeepers essentially yep uh and th these two shield agents pop in they're like colonel fury's being attacked we've got to help him man on my mark and that's when wolverine's like hold your fire boys this is personal and uh he's like yeah i'm just gonna guys don't do anything uh let let fury get the, the absolute shit kicked out of him like, yeah. oh shit Whatever you say, Mister Logan, sir. <laughs> like, I mean, I would probably listen to the the small, furry, muscular guy who can heal from anything. And well, he's got the cigar too. of command. I assume it's like then, you know, Fury probably gave that to him. He's like, yeah. "Hey, hold my cigar of command while I kick the shit." And he's out not of worried about getting sick, so he's definitely gonna smoke it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know? got it, bub. Hey, you mind if I chew on this? Why else do you think I gave it to you? Macanudo. <laughs> 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 Only the finest Cubans for me. <laughs> uh, being being the head of Shield has its perks, huh, Nikki? <laughs> uh, no trade embargo for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they um, 
and finally, uh, Nick Fury just like takes uh, Baron Strucker's uh, techno stump there and shoves it into a fucking wall. Looks like a European outlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, look, this is a this is a German outlet for when I went need to plug in my hair dryer. Strucker, why are you plugging in a hair dryer? You have no hair in your head. I didn't say it was for my head. Oh God, <laughs> gross! It's gonna you. Uh, you assume that needs because to help I, with that. <laughs> I assume you assume that because I have no hair on the top of my head that the rest of me is is completely shaven as well. You would be wrong. Oh God, no! You know what? Just zap me with the fucking techno stump again. I'm good. <laughs> There's really nothing quite like a shorn stroke. <laughs> It's quite breathtaking. I suggest you try it. <laughs> it was by Zoroaster again. Welcome to the Brandon and Justice <laughs> Show, Leo. You left us to do. You should. You knew. This. You knew what was going to happen. <laughs> you I mean, knew look, it. I just hit the checklist. It says Shorn's scrotum. <laughs> oh, yep. That's Brandon Justin Bingo right there. <laughs> Daredevil. Huh, very few sergeant hatred shorn scrotum got it all <laughs> yeah oh but uh yeah so we 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 have them in the aftermath of that uh strook has been zapped with the wall unit and uh they, they're arresting him in madam hydra and uh you know it's like hey you want to stick around and you know be part of shield and uh he's like yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking maybe you go fuck yourself instead. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that's the basic energy of the conversation. Yeah, and Fury's like, "Oh, cool." Uh, or you know, you could just like stay here, and I'll give you pretty much autonomy to do whatever you want, so long as it falls within the parameters of what Shield's mandate is. And he's like, "All right, but I want a cool Rob Liefeld-looking gun." <laughs> like, and that's the next page. Yeah, no <laughs> like, problem. I mean, that's like. He gets he gets the uh, Super Soaker 100, so you know he's cool. Yeah, uh, we we see a, a splash that shows him, you know, having uh, alongside Shield gone up against Modok and worked alongside uh, not just Nick Fury and Black Widow, but also Captain America, Steve Rogers himself, uh, and then Wolverine proves himself to be you know one of the most valuable assets that Shield has. And um, you know, we we eventually moving up to second in command. Yeah, moving up to second in command, uh, doing his best uh Nick Fury impression inside of a shield office. He's wearing the full shield get up with uh cigar firmly entrenched in jaw. And this is a uh, recreation of the panels from uh, Giant Size X-Men number one where uh Xavier and Nightcrawler come to meet Wolverine. Yep, uh all new, all different X-Men. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh you know and he's like sorry bub but i but i'm an agent of shield now and you know like okay just like on the cover of the comic we get it <clears throat> and uh as things are moving along you know shield uh yeah shield we have uh nick F is, yeah nick fury's in uh his cool floating yellow shield mobile is it a ferrari i, I thought yeah a, a ferrari so it's like a yellow ferrari that he's yeah. driving that flies which has yeah. been like that that's been his deal he had a flying car for like forever forever yeah and uh lo and behold baron strucker with uh with satan claw 
uh, crashes down on it and, you know, reaches through the smash windshield to try to mess Fury up. And uh, Fury swerves upside down and Stricker falls and goes, you know, skull first into the pavement. Yeah, that is such a brutal way. To yeah, watch. It's, it's, You're like, thank God that's not a person. <laughs> yikes. Uh, and then he's like, oh, no, I, I've lost all control. And uh, they he has to, like, abandon. And actually, no, he he dies, doesn't he? Yeah. The, from from what yeah, we yeah. understand, he dies after the splashes and explodes. Yeah. Because uh, Superior a... is not there to save him. Yep. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was two episodes ago. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we yeah, we have. Dum Dum, Dugan, Logan, a few other people at Nick Fury's um, funeral, the headstone at Arlington National Cemetery. And uh, it's like, well, I guess there's no head of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Logan. You're the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. You got the juice now. That's a that's a reference to the movie Juice from the 90s. If anybody wow. Is. So yeah. Tupac Shakur. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you got the juice now, Logan um i i recommend it if you haven't seen it it's quite a it's quite a uh time capsule um uh, and that's basically what it comes down to is logan becomes the uh the head of shield and it's kind of cool we get uh here on the on the last page we see that because logan ends up because he worked with shield and then ends up becoming the head of shield um, he does far more for the advancement of mutant rights and the coexistence between humans and mutants than anybody else that we've seen in a number of different realities. Uh, he's able to subvert the uh, Stephen Lang from recreating the Sentinels. Uh, he's um, now the Dark Phoenix part. Yeah, I was going to say the Dark Phoenix doesn't get created um senator kennedy kelly uh robert kelly he you know his whole mutant registration act is you know dead on arrival uh it's kind of hard to justify doing all that when the person who's in charge of like the largest defense initiative in the entire planet is a mutant mm-hmm. and not only that but he's the best there is at what he does and what he does isn't something something <laughs> yeah, that's that's the basic gist. Uh, you know, um, must also come something something. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you sipping. Okay, checklist. <laughs> yes, there we go. Got it. Brandon I almost spilled water all over my laptop. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah but uh, that's my yeah, end game. <laughs> it's uh, it, you know, and oh god, what if war? Oh, well, the the funny thing about this one, Brandon, this is one of those ones that ends where you're like. Yeah, shit, that would have been great. Like that should have happened because, like, yeah. all the stuff that happens at this point on was beneficial and great. Like, wow, like no, yeah. no uh, days of future past, no dark phoenix, no uh, sentinels, mutant registration acts. Like, shit, this this would have been fan- fantastic. Yeah, there's there's no, but little did they know kind of yeah. stuff going on, and you know, it's it's always nice when we get some of the stuff that doesn't end in a friggin' downer. Oh yeah, um, you know, and I, I personally, you know, I, I like when we get some of that. I, I mean, I like both. Um, it's just you know, that Fantastic the bat- Four one was good when the kids came and you know, oh, yeah. that, that was cool. I thought I thought it was really great when 
they did the double size Fantastic Four one with the second child that lived and how they did two different versions of it where like it was a good thing that she lived and it was a bad thing that she lived. Like I thought that was that was great. Um I liked a good one. <laughs> yeah, I me like too. I like that ending because the other one just really bummed me out. <laughs> yeah, like what a what a like I said, what a downer, man. Jeez. It was like watching the Twilight Zone and Outer Limits at the same time. And you're like, <sighs> Outer Limits. Yeah, all Harlan Ellison all the time. No, God. Can't someone be good? <laughs> Please. Like, can we just have a little bit of faith in humanity? No. Everything is gray. <laughs> no, we can't. Yeah, it's all gray all the time. And that was his downfall. He had faith in humanity. Damn it, Harlan. <laughs> little did he know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I really I really enjoyed this one. And um, Rob Liefeld really, I mean, he really kicked the crap this out of this peak issue. Liefeld art, man. Like, it's it's really good. He did, a, he did a great job. Uh, I'm I'm like, you know, he got he got to play around with uh with a few different classic things here too. I mean, he did. He, I mean, he really rocked this this yeah, semi splash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean, that was, that's probably the second best best piece in this entire one. Like first being that Hulk and Wendigo, and then the second would be in Strucker because mm -hmm. it's it's ridiculous. Like if you look at it, it's like okay, you got someone hanging on the wall in a big yellow suit, and it's Dum Dum Duggan, and then you got Strucker with that Satan claw and all that. It's it's menacing. It's it's like an iconic villain pose. Like you know he's the bad guy. Maybe they didn't have to do like the weird underpants for him, but he is a supervillain. Mm. So, but this is how I knew Strucker when when like the Marvel cards came out. I'm like, oh, I know that guy because he was in this What If. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just remind you again, it's dum dum Dugan. It's not dum dum Duggan. Dugan. It's Dugan, yeah. Yeah, I know why you're saying Neil, Mc, Neil McDuna, right? I, I know why <laughs> you're saying Duggan. It's because you, you grew up watching wrestling like I did. Like Hacksaw Jim Dugan. And <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I, I don't know. I'm not familiar. I'm only familiar with Hacksaw Jim Dugan. <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> That was well played. <laughs> that was well played, dude. I have I have recorded with you before. So. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. And that brought a tear to my eye, dude. Like it was really good. I was not expecting that. I'm not I'm only familiar with Axon Jim Dugan. Fuck you. <laughs> that was great. Oh fuck, dude. That was that was so solid. Yeah, I mean, like. I, you know, what? I, I, every single time I come back to this cover, I, I look at him like, damn, you know, first of all, the red eyes are weird, but I, I'm not it, mad yeah, at it. it yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with it either way, but, um, I mean, I, I remember drawing this, like I, I copied this yeah. cover and, and, you know, I have it somewhere in like a old notebook or something like that. And I, there's so much of this, like I went through and I drew like, oh, that, that Wolverine from here or, or the Hulk and the Wendigo thing. And, you know, Black Widow and him like up in the shadows and stuff like I, I went through this and I'm like, man, this was one of those inspirational books where it's like art can look like this and it can like yeah. make you feel that awesome. It's like an action movie, man. Absolutely. And I'm looking at this cover. I'm like, man, I wish I had like, I wish I had a sheet like just of this without the, the barcode. Oh yeah, have you you know like because you know honestly like the barcode really cover covering up the the right the the right elbow and stuff like it really just I, that's the only thing really that screws it up for me. I could totally keep the what if Wolverine was an Asian shield at the top with the the Marvel uh, you know. Um, It'd be a great uh, T-shirt, don't you think? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, it's just it's so it's so cool looking, and I think that sometimes uh, the the what if covers they're they're done so well. Um, like this one, it lines up, I think, very well with the story. It, it really does. Uh, and and it's important to have a cover for an, a story like this to really draw someone in, so they understand. Like, wait, something this is cool, but something's a little different from what I, I, I know normally. Uh, and this, like I said, it lines up, but other times the, what if the covers are amazing and the story is not quite as, you you know, Um, it's like when we, when we talk about on dork night, we talk about like the, the, one bad day and it doesn't really line up it doesn't really fit the assignment and all that it's like the what ifs that we've met lately um that we've we've been going through have really been kind of nailing it i mean we've done some some cheesy ones but you know uh, and i can't remember what was the last what if we did because oh my god maybe it was that that fantastic four one because we've been doing like like spider girl and um like the whole millar verse uh miller world yeah Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, my goodness, I can't remember what the last what if. I, th- I think was. it probably was that Fantastic Four. Uh, what if the second child had had lived or whatever? Really? Is it? I'm. I'm, I'm it's super been so long. Now. I don't know. Like maybe. Let me go to comicsparadox.com. Let, <laughs> <laughs> Let me check it out. Oh, yep, there we go. Comics Paradox. Okay. Uh, adventures that get. I don't need updates from my own website. <laughs> uh no that's 2022 uh i want the most recent thank you um the last one was uh was spider girl okay okay so it was yeah spider girl was uh yeah yeah. spider girl was the last what if we did and uh yeah because then we we did amalgam and and what have you and yeah so before that the last what if we did was um the second part of the two-parter uh what you know it was uh what if cable had destroyed the x-men and, oh in the magneto yeah what if magneto took over the usa yeah, yeah no that was a good one too actually like it, it there's there's some of these in volume two that are really good and and i enjoy and oh man what a downer that was that I ended oh, on. I know, go dude. back and listen to that one folks and, and just see what the hell happened and you're like oh my god this is brutal yeah i know <laughs> yeah, we 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 hit on quite a few uh quite a few elseworlds for a bit. Um but I mean, we were we were going full bore on on some some what ifs for a while there too. Like uh we we got that we got that really cool uh what if Captain America were not the only super soldier and what if Captain America formed the Avengers followed by what yeah. if Spider-Man had kept his six arms, which I love the cover to the what if Spider-Man had kept his six arms. That's another one like the story's okay. And I actually like how how it worked out. Um, it's not like it's not the happiest ending, but it's not a downer either, uh, because Peter Parker was able to figure out sort of a compromise, a workaround with the help of Reed Richards in the long run, and it furthered uh, his ability to help the X Men because it showcased him being more of a mutate. Uh, and and people became genu- generally more accepting of physical mutations. Like they get to that by the end of the book, but it's such a play on ultimate. I mean, uh, ultimate, yeah, amazing fantasy. Yeah, uh, that very first appearance of Spider-Man. It, only he has six arms, and it looks very much in the vein of like the Todd McFarlane artwork. 
Um, but like, that's another one where the cover is so provocative. You're like, what, what is going on here? Why does he have six arms? I know that cover. I know that that stance it's, it's sort of like, um, reading, reading, not that it was the cover, but reading, uh, uh, Superman last son of earth and seeing when he's on earth. And of course, you know, he doesn't have the, the green lantern ring anymore. It's a great, uh, issue and episode that we did yep. further back. Um, and you get that awesome shot of him grabbing like an old green car and smashing through a wall with it. And it's so provocative of action comics. Number one, and considering the power levels that Clark Kent is at that point in time, now that he's arrived on earth, it's 100% like what it should be. But at the same time, that's not the thing that I remember it being or that it yeah, should be normally. Exactly. You know, you know I, I love, I love that stuff. That's, that's, you know, that's really, really pumps my gonads as John Bender from the breakfast club would say. Do, um, do we have anything that you can think of uh, really for Black Widow stories? Because she's not a character that's really, but in, besides like Marvel Knights, I can't think of really besides where she shows up as like a foil or like a love interest or just like, uh, I don't know, like a, a MacGuffin or something. It's like, okay, she's going to be the person to like get them to break into this or something, you know, and it's like, that's, that's it. Anything yeah. you can think of with her, like what if wise? Not particularly. Uh, yeah. me, just yeah. not a main playing character at this point. Well, you gotta rem- you gotta remember too. Like she was she was part of the whole thing going on with Avengers for the longest time, and the Avengers were not not really big for a lot of what Marvel was doing. It was always Spider Man and X Men and Wolverine. I you know it's so funny because I barely even <laughs> thought of her for that because I was thinking like Marvel Ultimate Alliance she's part of Shield or I was thinking you know um further back I know she had her own series but you know it was more like oh she shows up in this book or she shows up in that book and it's always because she's a spy you know mm-hmm. not not because she's an avenger so I I didn't even think of that until like 2012 when the movie came out and I'm like yeah I guess she's in the Avengers too <laughs> yeah and but that's it, it kind of it takes a backseat to a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, and she was in that Kevin Smith run that we were talking about with Daredevil. Yeah, but you said you said Marvel Knights. That's yeah. why I didn't bother bringing it up because yeah. that was you know. And, and even then, I mean, she's not. She's only there for a very very small portion of it. And well, that, that's it, also where we got like that series with her and the Yelena Belova stuff. So like it was like okay, it's like Black Widow, but it's a different Black Widow type stuff, and you know. Yeah, I mean, I I personally like I I couldn't tell you. I'd have to I'd have to jump in and do some some research, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head yeah. that that honestly like you know would. I don't would think she's super fleshed focus. out literally anywhere. So no, you know, it's uh, just I, you know. I will say this was this was a cool shot. <laughs> like, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it on that. Like seeing her and Wolverine going in and just quietly like decimating annihilating this force and you know before he gives her the functional haircut i mean this is so early to mid 80s insofar as her design but they are both just like doing exactly what it is you want wolverine and black widow to do yeah and to have them taking out a bunch of life model decoys i mean they can both do a lot of damage and you don't have to worry about coming close to breaking the comics code whatsoever at that point in time because kids (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that's that's very true because I I got this as a kid, so it was one of the books I picked up. But yeah. I always thought of this as like like it's it's funny too because it's like this is Carol Danvers to me. Like this mm. is the type of story you'd see Wolverine and Carol Danvers, no powers, just you know, super badass air airline or air force pirates uh, pilot. She could be a pirate, whatever. You know, super <laughs> spy stuff like that. Like going out with Wolverine. Wolverine respects her to the fact that he doesn't even have to think about what she's doing. He just counts on her and knows that you know she's she's going to get it done. That's the Carol Danvers that I think of. And this really like brought that. I was like, hell yeah! It's like when they were on the train in X Men. You know, in that Sylvester story where they're like doing all this. stuff stuff and like rogue was possessed by carol danvers that that's what this was like for me so like yeah. i just i love it this is this yeah. is by far my favorite uh what if you know if not just because i had it when i was a kid because of the art and like it's fun and it reminds me of other things that i love so much oh i i, I completely agree and uh, from almost the onset of the the conception of this show it was one of the first what ifs that you and i both like immediately remembered seeing constantly as we were kids because oh yeah yeah definitely it, it's it's i think it's one of those what ifs that a lot of kids even if you didn't read very many of this particular series um if you didn't outright own it you remembered seeing it oh hell yeah yeah you know and that really says something it it, it just goes to show how well rob liefeld did his job with with the cover of that it it really drove home the essence of the character as we know him regularly. But like I said, just kind of like shifted slightly to one side. And it's like, wait, what, what? why is he's not in his Wolverine costume, but still kind of meeting, meeting sort of like that design that he was going to start being known for a little bit more um, and sort of the semi sort of a, I, I would say a midway point between what we know of as like Wolverine and not even so much uh, Nick Fury, but Cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's know? it's it's funny because this Nick Fury was was very similar to Cable. I think Cable honestly had a lot more depth to him as a character than Nick Fury, and and a lot of that's because of Louis Simonson and, and doing that kind of stuff. Oh, but yeah. um, I mean, Fury maybe like the Steranko era Fury was just a a very different super spy and all that. So when he got to this, he was just kind of like a blunt instrument that oh, came yeah. in and it's like, Oh, we're going to have to take this over. Cause we're shield, you know? Well, when and you, when, until when you Moir, take... or, or Miller, I keep doing that. Yeah, uh, you know, will, will he actually get any, any depth, you know, with uh, like when, when you have the, uh, the Sam Jackson version, I think it's, I think it's hard to do uh super spy stories with somebody like a character as Nick Fury. Um, the further you get into comicdom, I, I think it, it was very much uh, paramount to the time that it was it was made in that it was approached. Steranko did some amazing things with the character, and the artwork for that was was also like so cool and trippy. Uh, you could tell Cold that War it, era, you know. Oh I mean, yeah, it's like it's got that intrigue. Yeah, you and you have you have um, the sort of semi-serious approach the semi-camp and i don't mean camp in the way that it was it's been uh taken over the the way that people think of it like where it's full-on goofy uh, you know just like sort of like camp on the ver meta on the verge of being camp you know like kind of self-aware but mm -hmm. but just not taking itself too seriously seriously but not not too seriously 
uh, and you know that, very, that very James Bond in that aspect. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say it took the words right out of my mouth. It's very tongue in cheek with a, an early James Bond to and not to the point where we have um just absolute like it, it's not it's it's more not roger um, moore <laughs> th thank you I was, I was literally just gonna say it's not octopussy you, you know like i mean i don't even know like like in, in terms of our listeners and all that like whatever your age is and stuff like if you got into the james bond stuff like i mean i'm sure i've seen them all but i ran a blockbuster back in the day so i watched them all yes. like, on a lark yeah same, so same. Like, <laughs> what, he, what he's talking about like from russia with love which is probably like prime sean connery you know um james bond era because you know you, you've got that and you've got uh dr no and and you know all, all of those sort of ones that's kind of the era of where nick fury fits in and it's like okay he's good but he's like the american version and then he becomes like this guy who floats on this uh you know helicarrier in the sky and like he's gonna pull the strings behind the you know because there's so much bad stuff going on in the marvel universe there's just needs to be that eye in the sky yeah, so, and and he feels that he feels yeah. that itch. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, I I do I do recommend like if if uh, anybody out there has some like super spy kind of you know itches that need to be scratched, uh, check out the early like Sean Connery, uh, very far more Ian Fleming inspired J James Bond movies. Uh, and you know, if you want to get into the goofier stuff, then yeah, you're gonna go uh, Roger Moore, George Lazenby. Uh, I'm just going to say Timothy Dalton, man. Like, like, no, no, no but I was going to say, yeah. but, but if you, if you want to get into like the dark and gritty stuff, uh, and you want to kind of like in the mix of everything, Timothy Dalton in the eighties is, yeah. is, um, what is it? Uh, the living daylights, I believe living daylights and license to kill. Yeah. Um, those were two James Bond movies that were far ahead of their time. Uh, a lot of people, younger folks who might be listening, they might not realize like Daniel Craig's James Bond movies, which arguably Casino Royale was was the best of the bunch. Um, it, it, it ties back to uh, Black Widow with Rachel Fies, who is his wife. Yep. You know, who plays the uh, mother in Black Widow. So it's uh, super relevant to this podcast. But uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, we we found our way back there, and uh, <laughs> but. I will say, like for the super spy stuff, the rough and tumble, hard hitting, uh, Living Daylights and License to Kill, starring Timothy Dalton as uh, James Bond 007. Uh, they're 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 rough. They are they are hardcore, uh, far more so than any other James Mo Bond movie had been uh, up un up until that point in time. And they freaked out, and they got rid of J Timothy Dalton, brought in, finally brought in Pierce Brosnan, who they've been going after for a long time, and they dialed the goofiness in um, self-reference, self-referential self commercialism up to 11 on all of Pierce Brosnan's movies, and that was the death knell for that version of the character. And the next thing, they were like, oh, we're going to go rough and tumble, a back-to-basics approach, which... Daniel Craig did a great job. Everyone did a great job in Casino Royale. It's a slap in the face to Th Timothy Dalton because it's exactly what they were trying to do in the eighties. One hundred percent. Yeah, what they were doing he couldn't. In the 80s. He couldn't do the physical, the physicality that that uh, Daniel Craig does, like the parkour and all that kind of stuff. It's like no, it's no. Just, they just brought it up to where we are now and what we're looking for. And they're like, okay, this is going to be part transporter. This is going to be part, you know, um, uh, Fast and the Furious. 
mixed with like you know triple x you know uh, yeah so it's like you, it's all you, that mixed if in. you go from sean connery yeah. directly into timothy dalton though like i would say go from sean connery to timothy dalton to casino royale and you're like oh this all makes sense yeah 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 y- you know but if you have like a lot of the the goofy q stuff with roger moore and then all the stuff with uh timothy dalton right there like you'd be like what the f- was going on like how many yeah, drugs no, were involved with all of these and it's like oh uh, that's the funny funny thing about that question all of them all of yeah. the drugs were oh, yeah. involved. No, they, they mixed uh they mixed peyote with acid and what yeah. came out they called uh brosninium i mean if you really want to blame anybody for all the crazy goofy gadgets and shit like that it's it's road doll the guy who created charlie and the chocolate factory because he is the one who started writing the screenplays for the movies that involved all the crazy goofy gadgets for james bond oh wow okay yeah and the funny thing about that is he, 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 he it's not even the first ian fleming story that roald dahl worked on in turning into a movie the other one was chitty chitty bang bang oh wow okay cool yep roald dahl wrote the screenplay for ian fleming's adaptation the book that ian fleming wrote the one children's book he did turning it into a musical movie chitty chitty bang bang starring dick van dyke and now you know the rest of the story oh leo, <laughs> leo just woke up so um I, oh, I, don't did think, he? I don't think he'll be on but um no. otherwise i mean maybe, wouldn't it maybe be we great just... if he showed up like right at the last <laughs> second like Hey guys, it's me. Um, all right, like, thanks for tuning in. See you next time. What if his hair's all disheveled and we'd be like, oh my god, you know, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, our ginger friend Leo Pond. (laughs) What if, what if Leo Pond was an agent of Shield? (laughs) What if Leo Pond set his fucking alarm clock and woke up on time to record the show? (laughs) I, I will just say, out of out of the three of us, I feel like Leo would be the most likely Shield candidate with like his technical knowledge and all that. I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like he's gonna. I feel like Leo. I feel like Leo is the dumb dumb Dugan. Like he's he's the he's the guy that like takes the step back he's like no no no. you don't need to see me as like leading all of this because i know how all of this works yeah exactly I have, I have just as much authority over this as that guy over there like i that leo leo is a in the in the sweetest way possible because he's he's so smart he's a dance puppets dance kind of guy and that's why oh, yeah, yeah. that's why he's my boy like i i love leo to death <laughs> you know? I, I figure like he would be like hey uh by the way fury um i got uh 11 more uh, efficiency out of the right engine he'd be like oh wow okay like oh, i wow. totally see that and like me what am i gonna do i'll be like uh sorry i'm late meanwhile meanwhile i'm the i'm a short i'm a short furry guy with a a bad temper over in the corner like hey uh is who's that your your new wolverine uh no that's that's just an irish guy like we we just really good coffee we we we, he's an irish guy and we took away his cigarettes i don't know what else to tell you (laughs) Uh, let me at him let me at him where that beekeeper (laughs) i'm gonna kick your ass bub uh all right with what uh, uh, give me a minute. <laughs> like, I got, I got nothing. Uh, creamer. <laughs> no. Oh, that's fantastic. He brought his own Keurig. That's, that's what he brings to the table. You're like, Hey, don't discount that. This is the nineties. No one else has that technology. 
<laughs> oh my god shield brought curing technology yeah, to yeah. the public then oh that's canon now <laughs> how do you think we make our money they stole it from strucker <laughs> it's german wait, it's kidding <laughs> wait sh- wait shield owns dr pepper sure. um, other way around buddy dr pepper owns shield <laughs> That that is that is true by the way. Keurig uh, owns Dr Pepper. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's the the Keurig Dr Pepper company now, or something nice. like that. Yeah, they they own like Dr Pepper A and W, like like they like, own Snapple. Yes, Snapple okay. as well. They are the to bring third... back Snapple Banana Rama. So. All right, I'm right. I'm right on top of that. I'll see if right. Dum Dum Dugan can take care of it. Hey, Jerry, can... we got a request here for some banana drink. <laughs> really. That sounds bananas. <laughs> What's okay. the conspiracy behind like mint tea and why why can't I get that back? Just buy some tea and some fucking peppermint extract. You're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking do that. It's fine. It's the same thing I do for my wife's hot cocoa in the winter. It's like, I like mint hot chocolate. I'm like, all right, well, here's some peppermint extract and hot cocoa for you. Boom. If you're feeling if you're feeling a little frisky. Here's some peppermint schnapps and some hot cocoa for you. Well, Don't better, drive. Better than the time you added scope. <laughs> so it says you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my wife's like, I love mint. I love mint ice cream. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I feel like you could just throw some fucking scope in the freezer instead, but sure. <laughs> I don't think it'd freeze, but you know. Yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I'm so good on that. I don't I don't like mint ice cream. I'll 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 have the occasional Andy's mint, uh, the York peppermint patty. I like my chewing gum, but when it comes to like my sweets, for the most part, like no, thank you. Mint is for is for cleaning. I like I like that the just just brushed clean feeling. Uh, otherwise, no, just don't put mint in my fucking chocolate. You can put chocolate in my coffee. Don't combine those three things. I will. I will fight someone. I swear. <laughs> kind of, kind of segueing off of what Brandon's saying. Um, I just want to point out the sheer number of teeth that appear in this book. Um, it is, it is one of those things where it's like if you were to look and actually like count the teeth. I mean, it would be in like probably the the seven hundreds or something because it's like there's a lot of teeth that are shown in this book. You are not wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Rob, Rob Liefeld certainly does love his open mouths and uh, and grimaces and gritting. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of teeth. Yeah. But I mean, especially if you're going to have Wolverine and mm-hmm. Nick Fury, there's going to be a lot of her because they have those chomps, chompers around cigars most of the time. I mean, look right there with Nick Fury right there. Boom. Yeah, I, I, I saw Nick Fury's teeth in this fucking issue before I saw his eye. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. There's this is a tooth heavy book. So, man, very I was like that one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, look, even the LMDs have teeth. You know, there's there's like shadow teeth. And I I absolutely drew that Wolverine. That was like I I recreated this entire page like as a kid. That is very nice. Yeah, I love I I love this. I love this shot so much. Sluice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those blades, man, that's that's where it's at. That makes me think of Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, of course. Like Berserker Barrage and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Makes me makes me want to fight Thanos. I don't know. But uh <laughs> Thanos brains. <laughs> yeah. Like Wolverine, fun. Wolverine controlling the the single claw. Don't worry. Trust me. Look at my hairstyle. I'll give you a <laughs> claw. Like, oh, I don't know about that, Logan. Like can we have a professional cut my hair for me, please. 
Um, well, yeah, he's so, the best at what he does. So, and what he does is run a salon in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not, don't mess with the Zohan, but it's Wolverine. It's not doing well, but God damn it, he he tries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cut me again. <laughs> it's what's the name of it? Karen cuts. Yeah, you know what that tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, let me let me. <laughs> let's see here stop screen stop where where's my damn arrow there we go <laughs> ah there we go fantastic all right so anyway yeah that was um what is what is going on with my screen here ah there we are yeah that was uh that was what if volume two number seven what if wolverine were an agent of shield um uh, you know we'll uh I, overall a, a good a good issue i think we're both in agreement on that yep yeah i think um, it'll go down in the annals of history as being uh one of the one of the prime examples of what this medium can bring oh know, man for what else yeah and it's stuff like this that i'm looking forward to with like D the disney plus show you know i want to see more things like this yeah as we as we move forward just like what if wolverine was this what and we get more characters involved i mean obviously there's there's not much they can do with spider-man per se um well maybe they can i don't know maybe the we'll get spider girl that, that would be cool oh man I, I imagine imagine being able to to get like some mc2 stuff kind of done you know that would that'd be that'd be fantastic but uh yeah this this was this was a, a really fun issue uh the art really lines up with the the fun concept behind it uh i think you can tell that everybody who was doing it was really like into the the whole idea of what they were doing um <clears throat> you know two two thumbs up for me so I'm I'm happy that we covered it. I'm, I'm happy that we finally covered it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we talked about it for for a bit. Uh, kept popping up in conversation, and finally, let's just bite the bullet, man. Let's let's get one of these last few episodes of 2023 done, son. Uh, so yeah, it was it was great. Now uh, I'll I'll we'll pick out something uh, hopefully equally as fun uh, yeah. for the for the next issue. I got to take a look, see see what we got for what ifs. So try to lean that way, and maybe finish out the year on a. Uh, a, a a bigger ish um else world that'd be nice because lo lots of lots of interesting news coming from from that side of things too is uh dc comics recently announced that they're restarting the else world's label uh so we'll actually have more stories coming from from uh that side of the big two uh we don't have quite the finite pool of else worlds that we'll be pulling from so we can we can play around a little bit more, uh, which means we'll definitely have to uh, cover Gotham by Gaslight uh, and then Gotham by Gaslight, the Kryptonian Age, which mm -hmm. is one of the yeah. one of the new uh, Elseworlds are doing as the sequel to Gotham by Gaslight. The first quote, uh, the retroactive first Elseworlds, because uh, it did not have the imprint when it was when it was made that it wasn't an imprint at that point in time. But we, re we we will eventually have to cover Holy Terror. It, Only it's so it's so good it cover it changed everything, you know. Yeah, um, and but Holy Te Batman Holy Terror was the first actual Elseworld. Um, and it's, Dude, we covered Emerald Knight. We can we can handle. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like 
we'll we'll just tear it apart because it's oh yeah it will be a holy terror to cover oh it will be it will be I, because i've read it man and it's not my favorite that's what i actually i had to search out when i was collecting all of my else world because like nobody had it and then when i finally got it read i'm like oh that's why nobody has this it's god awful <laughs> <laughs> like i get it now they get so much better like look it's it's a piece of history it's something that you got to cover to go through and i mean we say that now but it's like realistically i'm gonna i'm gonna come up and say you know oh there's some really cool artwork in here because there is yeah there is some really cool visual aspects of that book when we get to it we'll talk about it so. yeah and and yeah there's a world of difference too between like oh well you know they tried and yeah. you know e for effort and then like the other side of it is like this i don't know what the fuck anybody was thinking you know like this is just out and out bad why on earth you know i don't think that's the case with holy terror it's like oh man you can see the framework there were some good ideas that yeah, were, were in exactly. here and you know, like they just didn't they didn't carve out the marble enough. They they couldn't bring it forward enough. And and I think uh, it's uh it's Howard Chaykin and Norm Brayfogle. Um, so I think it's it's those guys. And I mean, they're they're great on on their own when they do all kinds of stuff. And and um, you know, it's it's something. It's we'll, we'll something. Cover, yeah, we'll have to cover that at some point. So yeah. Knows? But uh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, Justin, why don't you why don't you uh, tell everybody what what you're all about here, and we'll uh. I'm all, I like turtles. I'm all about turtles. Uh, check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, a TMNT podcast. Uh, it is all about turtles all the time. We've got great guests on, and uh, we also do like an audiobook style sort of read through of the comics. Holy crap. And uh, we've got uh, somebody else here. Oh, uh, Leo. Leo. Oh, well, well, well. I am so, so friggin' sorry. Oh, no, you're, you're fine. You're, you're at about time to tell people where they can find you. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way, to, way, way to show up literally after I say, this okay, is well, we'll the wrap. best present I could have had today. I yeah. love it. This is this is phenomenal, Leo. So we like, just talked no, about it's not, I, I, I feel horrible, like total brain fog. No, hey, you no. know what? Never mind. From the top, everyone. So today we're going to be covering. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Once more, baby. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, anyway, just uh, check out the Facebook group, Epic Shells, uh, and uh, my other podcast. Uh, it's called Generation Playlist, where we uh, kind of curate a playlist based on an artist or a genre of music. Excellent. Excellent. Leo, you want to tell people where they can find you? <laughs> uh, just Google me. More importantly, follow these two awesome dudes, you know, Comics Paradox, you know, and uh, Epic Tales from the Sewers. You know, did I say that right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't worry about me. I, I, I'm I'm a, a, a fudge duddy or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Code monkey not have coffee yet. <laughs> We, it, we we will just say that we we talked about you as you were the most likely candidate to actually be an agent of shield of the three of us so so it was like <laughs> like you would you would find a way to get like 11% better uh you know uh, of like the right engine and tell fury and he'd be all happy and brandon would make really good coffee there we go and, and, and be uh, angry because he didn't have a cigarette <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, it was, it was the whole thing. Go back and listen. Okay, <laughs> I, I I will when I edit it. Uh, did you at least give me uh, double axis as my weapons? Oh damn! No, I hadn't even gotten that far. No, no, we made you a fucking data analyst, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you're playing Galaga. Yeah. Do you get double axes when you sleep through the fucking episode, Leo? <laughs> uh, oh Bear. shit! 
Oh, that was great. Yeah, if we were Transformers, I, I just... right now you'd be Cliff Jumper. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, I tell you, I went to I went to Rhode Island Comic Con with my wife, and uh, you guys would have appreciated this. There was a guy decked out like awesome mask, the whole suit and everything as Skeletor, and he had like a a sound box, and like he had the staff and everything. It was great, uh, but he had a sound box with pre recorded like Skeletor stuff, and oh, I actually walked behind him down an entire aisle and i kept talking like skeletor when he was walking ahead of me and he kept hitting the thing to try to like drown me out and i was like that won't work fool <laughs> like it was it was great i i don't know if anyone recorded it but like he started because like he got in front of me and we were and i was just like hmm. and i turned to darren and went watch this yeah <laughs> and it just it just kept going from there i, was, I had so much fun with that guy <laughs> and no, like I never, it never once occurred to me. I was like, "Hey, record this!" <laughs> like not once. Oh, but I, I just I kept going. I'm there. like, <laughs> "Out of my way, you feckless boob!" <laughs> like, <laughs> and people were like, "Turn!" Like, and then he would hit the thing, and then his loud thing would go. <laughs> it was, it was so much fun. You, you need to have like Dara, like always have her phone ready to record you. You know, I know, I know. Like I, I just like I didn't anticipate that either. Like he just he was all of a sudden in front of me. I was like, what uh what uh what god did I please right now? <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what I did, but I wish someone would tell me so I could do it again. <laughs> like this is that would be great. But uh yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. That's just that's just a little aside because you know, we were in the middle of, of our valediction. When somebody decided to sign on again, my favorite present of the morning. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> it's officially Saturday, kids. Well, I mean, not for you. I don't know when the fuck you're listening to the show, but for us, it's officially Saturday. Um, but yeah, so yeah, regardless of all that, uh, I am I am powerful, Brandon. You can check me out on Instagram at this Brandon has powers. Uh, you can check out uh, our our website for this show at www.comicsparadox.com. That's C O M I X Paradox P A R A D O X dot com. Uh, you can also check out our Instagram uh, at Comics Paradox Podcast, uh, as well as uh, on uh, X, the application formerly known as Twitter at Comics Paradox Podcast. Uh, and uh, you know, aside from that, just um, you know, keep a keep a cool head, keep a you know, keep a song in your heart, and keep a jelly donut in your glove compartment in case you get hungry while you drive. Words to live by. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>